Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 207 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Abraham with Fear Overthrown. That's a song off of their new album, Debris de Mondes Perdis, coming out on Pelagic Records, February 25th. I guarantee you I said that album title wrong, but I did the best I could. I took my time. They are a Swiss band, so you know they got a lot of style, and they... And they're very arty. And uh, I really like what I've heard so far from this album. In fact, I've heard the whole album. And if you haven't heard it yet, well, you should wait patiently until February 25th. Go pre-save it. Go pre-order it. How about that? Pre-order a nice, pretty vinyl copy from Pelagic Records. And uh, that's that's about all you can do. Uh, until then, you can stream their other stuff. They got two singles out there now. Fear Overthrown. And I forget what the other one's called. Vermin Visible is the other one. There's a video for that one. So go check out Abraham. Uh, maybe there'll be more to come about them on Getting It Out Podcast. Maybe not. We'll see. All right, so what's happening on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast? Well, you probably already know this, but I've got Essa from Amorphous. Now, I'd tell you his last name, but I'd say that one wrong too, and I'd rather not butcher someone's last name. So we were mostly chatting about their new record, Halo, coming out February 11th on Atomic Fire Records. Because that's what you do when you got a new record coming out. You talk about it, right? All right, so stick around for this conversation. But first, how about New Jersey's illustrious Hot Zone? Kick it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Ladies and gentlemen, I have a confession. Uh, I need to get it off my chest immediately. I feel, I feel like I got to be honest with just about everybody because it's important that we don't lie to ourselves as well. I got to be honest with myself. Um, I decided that after all these years, I am being way too big of a pussy about cold weather. Yeah. I know, like, and I know it, and I don't know, it's it's not an easy thing to fix, but uh, I'm just so cold when I go outside from the months January to about March here in Pennsylvania, and I, I should be weathered, I should be accustomed to this by now, uh, it's been nearly every year of my life, except for the few that I spent in Baltimore, which is really close, so it's the same climate, so uh, it should be exactly the same, I should be... I, I should be adapted to this by now, but I'm just not. I think it's so cold outside, and I don't want to go out there for anything. I didn't get the mail yesterday because it was too cold. Uh, the rest of my family went outside several times. I went outside zero times for the entire day. Uh, a little shameful. I'm supposed to be the man of the house. I should be the one standing outside just making sure I'm out there more than everybody else just to even things out, right? But no, not me. I'm wearing slippers right now. Okay, it's 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 within the 7 o'clock hour in the morning and I'm working from home today, so that's a little excusable, but I'm wearing slippers. They're fuzzy on the inside, not the outside. That would say something else. If my slippers were fuzzy on the outside, that might mean something else, but no, my slippers are fuzzy on the inside. They're just warm and cozy. They're a little matted, actually. I should probably get a new pair. I don't need a new pair. I should ride these ones out until, they, until, until the wheels fall off, right? That's what I'm doing with my car. I tell you about that all the time. I should do that with my slippers. I don't know how long I've had these. 
They're Philadelphia Eagles slippers, and uh, I wear them, but I don't put I don't put my heel in. I crush the <laughs> I crush the heel down with my heel. Show it who's boss, right? So it's like a so I slide my foot in with ease. But then you know what? I can't get them out from under things easily. That's that's the negative to that. I'm sure you sympathize. I'm sure you all do. But anyway, my point is is that it's freezing outside, and I'm still thinking about going to get that mail. And I might. I might do that today. I might not go outside today, too. You know, we'll see. Um, why do I bring up cold weather? Well, because on this episode, I spoke to Essa Holopainen. Again, I'm sure I said that last name wrong, and I apologize. But uh, he's based out of Helsinki, Finland, which at the time of this interview was warmer than it is here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. This is, you see what the problem is, all right? Temperatures here have been like 32 and below uh, for, it seems like months, right? Millions of months now, and uh, it's exhausting. I don't, I don't deal with it well. I'm having a bit of a breakdown right here for you at this moment. But anyway, it was warmer in Helsinki than it is in Lancaster. And I don't know if that's the case today. But I'm going to pretend it is and just live in my sorrow of sad, cold weather blues. I'm not even blue, man. I bet I, bet I would be if I went outside. I'd be blue. That would happen, I bet. I don't know. You know, do you get me? Is anybody else terrified of cold weather? Terrified is a bit of an exaggeration, but I just don't like it. It makes me, uh, it makes me fat. I, I'm gonna blame it. For, I'm gonna blame it for making me fat too, because I don't go outside and run. I'm stuck on this elliptical. It's not quite the same. Uh, I can't do any workouts right now though, because my back hurts too much. Anybody got a solution for that too? Somebody give me solutions. I need answers. My back hurts. I got a, I got a sciatic nerve problem. I usually take nerve medicine when it flares up. Um, but it's not working. I was lifting some weights the other day. I think it was the shrugs that did me in. And uh, now my back hurts. I can barely move. I can't do anything. So the winter made me stay inside and work out. And the weights made me get fat. It's it's always somebody else's fault. And this time, there's no denying it. Anyway, I got a cool interview for you here with Essa. It is short. We only had a little bit of time. So I got it in, got it done. And that's it. Um, but it was informative. And I'm glad I got the chance because Amorphous is a band that has been on my radar since I was a kid, which I told him about. But it wasn't the original tale of a thousand lakes Amorphous that everybody loves and you know talks about. Uh, it was the Tunella, which I'm guarantee you I'm saying that wrong too. That album um, that came out on Relapse Records in like '99 or 2000 or something. Uh, it was the Hard and Heavy compilation. Are you familiar with the Hard and Heavy compilation? I know there's several versions of this, but this is a different one. This one had like Olymp Biscuit and Kid Rock and Power Man 5000. But it also had Neurosis and uh, Nevermore and Amorphous. And uh, I don't know, there's the middle ones like Fear Factory, Machine Head. Um, and then there was, uh, I forget what else is on there, Audio Drone. Was that, is that a band? I think they were on there. Um, yeah, but anyway, it was, uh, it, was, it was in the new metal era, but Motorhead was also on there. Megadeth, it, it was a two disc thing and Amorphous was the last track on it and uh, that was my introduction to them and uh, since then i've watched them grow and become a whole different thing and uh i like them a lot so that's who this interview is with and that's not what this interview is about (laughs) this is about their new album halo which comes out february 11th on atomic fire records so first i'm going to play you the single the moon off of this record and then i'm going to get into my chat with us
how you been, man? How, it's, well, hold on, I should I should rephrase this. How have you been through these uh, pandemic years? Um, pretty okay. If yeah. I compare myself to other colleagues and so on, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been all right. It's a bit boring, but uh, but I managed to do my solo album last year and. Um, now working with the amorphous release um actually we were managed to to play a couple of festival shows last summer here in finland but uh but other than that you know i I guess you know waiting and waiting uh this pandemic to 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 be over but it really doesn't look that that good at the moment (laughs) no it kind of kind of looks like we're we're stuck with it um which I don't, I don't know, you know, who knows? What, who the hell even knows what to say about it at this point? Exactly. But, uh, yeah. but it's been interesting to see how how different people have dealt with it, specifically musicians like yourself. And mm. some people have, have really, um, really gone to work, like it seems like you've done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know a lot of, lot of guys who, especially not, not musicians that much, but... Uh, uh, I guess more or less like technicians and and people who used to work at the venues. They they just went to school and, <laughs> and got got another profession and, and and got a real job for themselves. But uh, but I think yeah, musicians as well. There's a lot of guys who who had to go to work and, and to you know to earn some money. Yeah, yeah. Well, you. The way that you've worked has been uh, has been by writing a lot of new music. It seems like how is this new album Halo? By the way, is it's either your thirteenth or fourteenth, depending on what I reference. Which are you keeping count? Which one is it? It's it's thirteenth officially. 13th? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> so how long how long ago did, did work start on this album? Is this a pandemic record? Um. Yeah. It's it's done. We started to write music, I guess, late summer twenty, okay. and fall twenty around there. Yeah, and then we we started the re- recordings at at uh, the beginning of uh, twenty one, January twenty one, and uh, it was rather a long process because our producer he lives in in Sweden, and even mm-hmm. though Sweden is not that far from from Finland, it's really, really easy to travel in between. Um, we were not allowed to travel because of the COVID restricts, especially yeah. at that time. So it, it was a bit tricky what, what came to to the recording. So we started to record the album here in Finland. And yes, our producer, he was, uh, he pretty much produced remotely from his studio in, in uh uh, from Örebro, uh, Sweden, and then we took a couple months off um, when the restrictions allowed. I I went to Sweden to record my my guitars there, and you know it it was a little bit traveling in between whenever we could, and that pretty much you know it, it took much more time than we we originally expected. So I, I I would assume the whole recording process took half a year altogether. Yeah. Do you feel like there was any of that was beneficial? Any bright side to all this as far as recording? Um not that much, no. Um <laughs> I I think, you know, we there was just extra time 
when we couldn't pretty much do anything. Uh, that time, Jens, Jens spent a lot with, uh, with uh, recording additional um, instruments and, and working with some orchestral arrangements. So we pretty much used the whole time, but it, it was like a super slow process. Well, this is uh, this record, as I understand it, is like the finale to a trilogy that started with Under the Red Cloud and continued on Queen of Time. Uh, the last two records. How long ago do you, or how how do you construct something like this? That's like something that's such a long haul concept. And where do you even begin when you started doing Under the Red Cloud? Did you did you know then that this is going to be a three part concept? Um, no, not that much. And it, it's. Uh... There is not like any any sort of a concept story behind. I think each album is 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 really stands out as they are on their own. But it's um, I would see this rather than a productive trilogy than than any sort of a storyline or or mm-hmm. you know we we use the same production team, um, even the same visual artist Noir, who's been doing our our album covers um, yeah. since Under the Red Cloud. So I would see it more or less like a productive trilogy. Because, you know, for me, trilogy means something that is going to end you know, for this <laughs> album. And right. I, I would still like to see working with these same people <laughs> with with next album as well. But, but, but yeah, you never know. So far, we can call it trilogy. Right. <laughs> Might have a fourth part. But, yeah, my time. <laughs> well, um, so I've noticed. Well, I know from from reading and being aware of Amorphous that there's a lot of stuff. And you got to correct me if I'm saying it's wrong. But I asked my Finnish brother-in-law yesterday if I was getting it right. The Kalevala. Oh yeah. Right. Right. So um, perfect. So can you explain to people like me? I mean, I only know from reading. But what is? I, I know it's important to Finnish people. But what is the Kalevala? Um, it's a poetry book. Um, it's sort of, uh, uh, don't take me wrong, but it's, it's like a Bible to Finnish yeah. people in the way that it's on everybody's bookshelf, but nobody never reads it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it's a, it's a poetry book and it, it, it has a lot of, um, poems about how people used to live, where people used to believe in the old days and, uh, a lot of mythological stuff and stories. Even uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, he 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 actually learned Finnish language to be able to read the Kalevala as its original language, and and he took quite a lot, quite a lot of uh, inspiration out from Kalevala when when he he wrote uh, when he was creating Middle Earth and and coming up with the characters for mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and and, and all all his books. So. So it is. Uh, it's a Finnish version from what what Norwegian and Danish and Swedish people have the Viking sagas. You know, it's it's there's a true stories about people. It tells about their traditions, how they used to live here uh, before Christianity and before the ma- major religions came over. So. Gotcha. Okay, that's about what I thought. But uh, but but it's interesting to hear it from like a Finnish perspective rather than just reading something online. You know. Who knows mm. what it's missing out? The uh, I, I also I noticed that it has its own its own meter. Do you guys incorporate that at all into 
the the song structure or lyrics for Amorphous? So okay, so you mean how how the poems were sung? Like yeah, in, okay, yeah. No, we haven't got that far. We we've used some uh, folk measures and folk melodies mm-hmm. in in our in our music, but but not anything that goes like really close to what what's in Kalevala and. and and in the in the meters, how how the poems were sang originally. That's okay. uh, yeah. That I I didn't think so. I didn't think I was missing that. But that would have been uh, I would have been that would have been very cool if uh, if you were working that in there and I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how like, when you, when you have like a you know when you base off your your a lot of your lyrical content and well even the musical too I'm sure off of something like the Kalevala. How important it. How important to you is it that the listeners of Amorphous are aware of that? Because it clearly seems to be something you guys want to show or want to mm-hmm. present. Um, do you care if people get into it? Um, <laughs> not, not really. No, but it's you know <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I, I think it's it identifies Amorphous so so well and it's been part of, uh, of our band's history for so long ever since i guess tales from a thousand lakes yeah which we released in 94 uh so that the whole kalevala concept has become sort of a trademark for amorphous and and uh, our lyricist who is who's writing lyrics is Obviously, very much inspired from from the old traditions and and the the Kalevala themes, and even though we don't take the stories strictly out from Kalevala, they are pretty much inspired from there. And you can see it in in the visual side, in in in, in the visual art as, as well, like in the cover arts or the backdrops. It's it's everywhere. We use the sort of a little bit old symbolic. In, and and what reflects to the Kalevala and, and the old paintings from Kalevala world. So, so it, it is. Uh, it truly is an important part of Amorphis, but we don't really think about it that much. You know, we still keep as a band. We keep ourselves as a like a record or metal band, and we are you know normal dudes and not not any cultural ambassadors, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you do you, you do a good job of keeping it um, <laughs> present but subtle because, like you said, this is your thirteenth album, and I didn't even know about it until now. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's it's always been in there. But to be fair, hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm 37 years old. So when like Tale of a Thousand Lakes came out in, what did you say, 92? Is that 94. 94? 94. Okay. I was 10 years old then. So, okay. so you guys, <laughs> you guys didn't really get on my radar until there was a compilation in like, either 99 or 2000s and it was it was called the hard and the heavy and you were the last song on it it had divinity on there okay and, and so that's that was my introduction to amorphous so it wasn't even you weren't even that was like your softest maybe right yeah exactly exactly yeah <laughs> so so i've seen like a different like it was only going back later um you know finding out about your earlier material later but I, i've seen like a different kind of evolution that started about in the middle of your sound yeah. And, uh, and I, what I've found really interesting, especially about these these later albums or these more recent albums, is that you found this way, and especially on Halo, to stay really heavy. I think this is the heaviest I've heard you guys in a while, but also keep also progressive. Like there's a there's a there's a great balance to it. Um, is that the intention? Um, it wasn't. But I guess that's how it how it turned out. It's it's an always adventure for us when we start to work with the with new album and and especially this is the third album now with the with Jens Bukren producing it and and you know he's the leader of the pack. He's always uh, he's got the productive vision and he I think he sees further much further than any of us how the, the sound <laughs> world is going to be like the you know. And, you know, we, we knew that we had the same team working with this album that, that worked with Queen of Time. And Queen of Time was very, uh, in a way, bombastic and orchestral album. There's a lot of, uh, lot of orchestral arrangements and choirs and so on. So when we knew that the same people are going to, you know, work, work with the, with some some uh, orchestral stuff on on Halo as well, we were a little bit afraid that you know if the music is going to turn out as like some sort of amorphous musical, you know, too much <laughs> too much orchestral sound and too much squires and everything. But but it, you know the result was was the opposite. It, it was it was much more heavier and which personally I'm really happy that that you know you can still hear the the six guys the metal band playing there and, and whenever needed <clears throat> of course there's a, there's a great layers to reach the music with uh, with strings and and flutes and beautiful choirs and whatever but you know but the basic stuff is still there yeah yeah and it's and and it's something but it's but i got to say when, when i listen to even your older stuff, maybe not like the, the maybe not like the abhorrence demos, but you know, mm. like a, a little, like if your first records, there's always been um, a more progressive element to Amorphous. Like it's and and I, I love the evolution that that your band has gone through over the years, um, and it seems like it seems like it's been it's been mostly embraced by. By everybody, I don't know that I don't know that people uh, bitch or too much about. Oh, it doesn't sound like the old records, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, uh, you know, that one thing that I love about Amorphis is, is, you know, we always want to develop further. We don't want to stuck with the same formulas. And even though if, if the changes are are little, 
uh, you know, it, it's still something what we we want to do. And and as a musician, you always want to seek a little bit further and, and try to develop. And and uh, that's you know, for us, it's a mandatory thing. And everybody loves from the band loves like seventies stuff, the old like like the old old progressive bands like Camel and Yesro Tal and 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 you know that's the kind of music which really unites us as a band you know that's that's the music what we all enjoy to listen to mm-hmm. so um i you know you can hear it in the music as well perhaps we couldn't do that 10 years 15 years 20 years ago but when you develop yourself as a musician you you'll be able to to you know come come out with the musically better results Sure, sure, of course. Practice, you know. Uh, so, what what do you listen to regularly? What what type of music are you going to when you're on your own? Um, I'm I'm really theater that way. I'm you know whenever I listen to music, I always listen to the old Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin albums. <laughs> There's know? nothing wrong with that. They're the classics no. for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you know, classic stuff. There's a nostalgic and everything involved in there, and and the albums that you know take me back to to you know to the places where I was young. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's called nostalgic. But um, that's the music. But don't get me wrong, I, I I do love modern music as well, and I I love to spot new bands. But but it's very confusing these days. I I hate using Spotify. <laughs> playlists to find new music because it's you know it's 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 i i believe in in the whole albums and, and yes you know that that's how the music should be listened I, I i totally agree with you and that's and i don't i personally don't like the playlist stuff either i don't want to hear one song i want to hear the whole the whole mm. thing I, I want the whole album front to back and often i'll wait to hear I, i'll wait i'll try to wait to listen to something until the whole album's available um, like with this, like with Halo, Halo, I've listened to, I've listened to it so many times. I'm not allowed to listen to it anymore. Do you know that? Okay. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a thing with the promos where you get them, where it gives you a, it gives you uh, like a, I don't know. I don't know what's, what the word is. There's like a limit to how much you can listen to it. It kicked me off. I'm not allowed to listen to it anymore. Oh, um, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. No, it exists. It's real. I'm not just saying it. Um, okay. But so. So when you have a new album like this and it's your 13th album, right? It's just for Amorphous. It's your 13th Amorphous full length. What at this point is the most exciting thing for you releasing a new record when you've done it so many times? Um, you know, it, it's always exciting when, when you work with the album. I guess it comes that, you know, first of all, you spend so much time with, with, with the songs and and writing songs and and rehearsing songs with the with the bandmates and pre-production and production and recording it it's really is a long process so mm-hmm. so after you've done everything and you just wait the album to be released it's always exciting process when you sort of you give something away that's been so close to you for for you know previous year or two so um, I guess if, if there would be a case that you know there, there there's no excitement at all when you release an album, then I guess you you've done pretty bad work. 
Yeah, you'd be sick of it. You're just sick of it. You know, you want to get move on. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. It's probably not a good record then. Uh, <laughs> well, but but one one thing is 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 for sure a fact. You know, when when the album is released, you know, we all in the band as well have heard it so many times, and the, we you know played and and rehearsed the song so many times that you know it. it um, probably we don't spin spin the album. You know. <laughs> when it's going to be released <laughs> right right you're not wearing it out like i am you're not getting kicked off of the record which is apparently yeah no. is, is, i'm the only one so far um i saw that that you you um you wrote a significant amount of songs for this record and mm. i and it sounded from what i saw maybe about 30 and you didn't use nearly not even half of that um what's What's that like? Is there like any disappointment, or do you go into this with knowing thirty songs is way too much? Some of these aren't going to make the cut. That's usually, you know, Jens is our producer. He, he's he's going. He he needs to do the hard part and listen to all the songs and and pick up the songs that he believes that are you know str- strong ones for the album, or they you know follow some sort of common line and. Uh, Usually we don't have this this much demo songs, mm-hmm. but I guess it's also because of COVID. So, you know, almost every every guy from the band brought some music and some some demos, and suddenly we had over 30, 30 songs there. And uh, and but it you know, it also shows how much we trust Jens, how much we trust our producer, and we pretty much gave him free hands, you know. You, you you lead the back, you know, you can decide the songs, what we're going to do for the album. Usually it works really well. This is this is what we did with Under Red Cloud and Queen of Time and and uh, pretty much that's that's why we hire a producer. Yeah, and it's and I, I I've seen and read and watched. I mean, you guys have little documentaries that are coming out about the re- release of this that I was watching on YouTube, but the amount of uh, trust you guys have in Jens is pretty incredible. And it almost seems like he's just a member of the band. Um, mm, mm, absolutely. With uh, you guys are scheduled at least for now to come over here to the states to tour in April and May. Uh, how optimistic are you about that one going down? It's really really hard to be optimistic <laughs> these times, but yeah. um, I'm I'm optimistic in the way we we are you know um, at the moment handling with our working visas so um so i would assume that that this thing hopefully escalates in the proper tour um i don't know everybody tells me that that you know north america is okay bands are touring there but but still you know we're a little bit aware you know is it really like that because in europe it's no way you can really cross any borders here yeah yeah well, I can tell you, there's definitely bands touring right now, but I, but I feel the, I feel your um, apprehension a little bit. Even I'm doing the opposite thing. I'm going to Italy in a couple of weeks, and we're having the same questions of what, all right, what, how, what do we need to do to get in, and then are we allowed to actually do anything once we're in there? Yeah, yeah, those are the things, and and. You know, like in Europe, every country has their own rules. In, in Finland at the moment, we don't have... Uh, we have restaurants open, but, you know, they serve food till 5 o'clock, and then, then it's, uh, 
close and there's no shows, there's nothing at the moment. Um, and everything might change within a couple of weeks. You, you know, yeah. you never know. Um, you never know. But at the moment, it's, it's, it's a little bit tricky. Well, I hope, I hope you're able to get over here and play those shows. It's not, it's not a, a, a long tour though, right? It's only about a month, right? Yeah. Probably I'll show this sort of North American tour for a while. It's, it's four weeks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's probably, uh, a good way to target it with, with, with who knows what's going to happen over here, over there, it's, anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I guess the the thing what we are mostly worried is is because we have to cross the U.S. and Canadian border a couple of times. So. Yeah, I don't so, know. Can, Canada's pretty tight. Yeah, that's what I heard. And and if you know if somebody catches the corona at some point, you know that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I mean, you can shut the whole thing down just by one person. That's right. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cross whatever you can. Yeah. Um, Well, good luck, Essa. And thank you for taking the time to have this conversation. I really do love this new record, Halo, which comes out, we should say, February 11th on Atomic Fire Records. Um, Anything else before I let you go? Hopefully everything goes well. People stay healthy and, you know, we can (laughs) can come to North America. (laughs) You know... (laughs) (laughs) that's 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 all i hope at the moment
Hey, so there you have it. That was my conversation with Essa. And the song you just heard was On the Dark Waters, which they just released a video for. And they also have an exclusive 7-inch single available for that track. Uh, on top of that, Amorphous also announced that they're doing, they, ha- they have a collaborative watch. Yes, a watch, like you wear on your wrist. Um, a watch from Pook Watches. Uh, it looks really cool. I don't have a reason to buy it myself, but maybe you do. So go find that. Just search Amorphous Pook Watch, and I'm sure you'll see something about that. Anyway, I'm glad to have Essa and talk about Amorphous and the new album Halo. I've listened to it a ton, as I said in the interview, and I'm sure I'll keep doing it uh, because I like it. I like it. I really love the last three records they've done. As I said, Under the Red Cloud, Queen of Time, and now this one, Halo. So check them all out. Listen to them in succession, even though there's nothing uh, totally related between them, as he said. But, you know, still cool. Okay, so what's happening new with Getting It Out podcast? Uh, not much. If you made it through the last episode where I talked to MC from Skid Row Garage, I appreciate that, especially if you're not local. Uh, that, that episode was thrown together pretty quickly. Um, so there was limited editing, so you got a little uh, a little extra in that one, just uh, some, some repetitive, uh, redundant conversation, but that's okay. If you're local, it's all pretty pertinent, as it has to do with uh, our beloved venue, Skid Row Garage. Um, so thanks if you listened to that. If you didn't, no skin off your back, you don't need to, unless you live here in central, South Central Pennsylvania, it wasn't really relevant to you. But um, I got a couple episodes coming that features some pretty well-known artists uh, from several different genres, which is how I like to do it here on Getting It Out Podcast. And I'm going to do a couple featuring uh, purely local bands. Maybe they won't stay local bands, you know. I mean, every band's local at some point, but uh, I think it'd be nice to spotlight some of the bands in my own area. And if people from outside this area hear them, that's great. If they don't, that's fine. They will anyway. I'll make sure of it. That's what I do here. All right. So um, gettingitout.net is still a thing that exists behind closed doors. You'll get to see it one day, maybe. Uh, But until then, just go to the Instagram at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Follow that. That's about the only thing I use at this point. At one point, man, I used to rattle off a Facebook, a Twitter, an email address, and even a phone number. But now we're down to I really only use the Instagram and you can email me. I actually got an email this past week from a listener that I greatly appreciate. Thanks, Tim, for sending in that email. Um, you are encouraged to email me as well, dan at gettingitout.net. For whatever reason you want, you want to send in your music to be played on the show, that's a great thing to do. Send me an email. I will play your music on this show. You want me to talk to you, do an interview with you, your band, for this show? Maybe. We'll see. Talk to me. <laughs> send send an email. We'll, we'll see what you got going on and... Uh, and figure it out. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. No guarantees, all right? But yeah, I encourage uh, interaction. So please, do it if you feel the need. All right, that's going to be it for this one. I'm going to leave you with a song from Lost Tribes of the Moon. The song is called Unleash the Berserkers. It's off of Chapter 2, Tales of Strife, Destiny, and Despair. It's self-released, and it's coming March 25th. You might call it doom, you might call it prog, you might call it a new wave of British heavy metal, you might call it black metal, you might call it folk. It doesn't matter what you call it. You just need to enjoy it. Unleash the Berserkers by Lost Tribes of the Moon. 
Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 